Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. In the next few uh, episodes, we're going to talk about insurance and all the different uh, event insurances that are out there, uh, what each of the policies do, and uh, and why you need the different types of uh, insurance for your event. Joining us in the studio is one of our board members, Eric Davidson. He's with Event Insure. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, just a little bit about you and Event Insure and, and, and what, uh, what you do on a day-to-day basis. So... Event Insure is a specialized program for events and festivals in Ontario at the t- at this moment. Um, we are licensed across the country, but right now we're working with festivals and events Ontario specifically with their members. Um, and it's it's just a specialized program where we break down exactly what the needs are for each festival or event and uh, making sure that they're purchasing the right products uh, from the insurance companies. That way it's, it's, you're not purchasing the wrong thing, overspending, or, or not purchasing something, and in the event of a claim, you don't have coverage. So how many uh, events would you have in your portfolio right now, like across Ontario? Or? Well, between all the vendors, all the events, um, more than 20. <laughs> it's, uh, it is growing quick. Um, once, I think this year, it's really been a big push to review insurance policies and, and making sure that I think the boards or the board of director members of these events are really starting to crack down on it and realizing the importance of it. Um, you, you hear things going on like what happened in Vegas and things like that and it, it is coming to the public eye. So I think it is taking a big upswing and that's why that's why we're really working with festivals and events right now. Yeah, and insurance is one of those things that you never know how good it is until you need that's it. That's it, that's you it. You buy it and hope you'll never have that's, to use yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, we, insurance brokers get called a lot of names, <laughs> a lot of bad names. Um, it's, it's funny, like you said, it's one of those things you purchase and you hope you never have to use it. But when you do use it, you want it to work the way you want it, that you, it, that you think it's going to work. Um, and a lot of times people, the average Joe doesn't read every single word on the policy um, and they hope that they have a representative, a good broker that knows the policy in and out for them. And as a broker, are you are you shopping your insurance needs for your events? You're you're getting the best price out there from different companies, or yes, yeah. Usually, it's you want to approach at least two or three uh, different insurance companies. Obviously, there's some that specialize in festivals and events, um, and then there's also some that specialize in, for example, directors and officers. So it, it all depends on what the special event needs. But then again, you are shopping it, but you don't want to shop it too much because then they, the insurance company say, well, we've seen this every year and we never actually get it. So we're, we're, we're going to pass on it this year, which down the line, if you do have a claim, it opens up a new door of uh, issues where they say, well, okay, now you do need to switch insurance companies. We've quoted on it the last 10 years. Well, this year we know you have a claim, so we're going to jack up the price on you, which isn't good. We usually say shop it around every three years. Um, a lot of board directors, that's why they put in their policies where it has to go to RFP every three years. So that's that's usually a good guideline. So your company, will you sit down with the events and just go through the portfolio of what they do, how they do it, and what they really require? Are you going with them with suggestions or are more of our events coming to you with, I want to get insurance for this, this, and this? It's a mixture of both. Um, you can tell... Some of the events out there have been around for quite some time. They've uh, they've worked with their broker. They have a, a basic risk management plan. 
Um, they know what they've purchased in the past, what may be good or bad. Um, and then there's other events that are just starting up. Or maybe it's their first year, second year, and they've went out and, you know, did a quick Google search saying, I'm an event and I need insurance. And they go purchase a one-day insurance, which would be more for a vendor rather than an actual special event. So it all depends. Usually they come to us, um, but uh, occasionally when we call them and we kind of start poking around, then they kind of get their defenses up and say, well, I've been told otherwise. So it all depends on the situation at that point. And as you said, even for some of our more mature festivals, is, is it your recommendation that about every three years you relook at your policy? Or Absolutely. I, I, I know a lot of the bigger festivals, it's a yearly thing. You want to check in and make sure that... Yeah. Well, every you want to look at it every year. It's um, going out to market every three years because usually the insurance companies, they... I don't want to say they just automatically renew, but if nothing's changed, they just, they go through the process of, you know, okay, any changes in revenues, liquor revenues. Oh, good, good, good. Pass it through. Um, it's when you really get into the nitty gritty where it's a, and then you go, oh, okay, you know what? You're actually getting another 20,000 people coming through. All right. Well, now your risk is a little bit higher. So when that happens, obviously the insurance companies, their rates are going to change a little bit and you want to go to, you may talk to three different insurance companies and they may have three different rates. So it's every three years you want to take it to market, but every year you want to review it. So there, there's a lot of topics to, to hit on. Um, when we come back, we've got Eric Davidson in the studio from Event Insure. We're going we're gonna to take everybody through a, a, an insur- Event Insurance 101. <laughs> we're going to start right at the beginning and work our way through. Uh, for some people, it might be a little bit redundant. Um, but hopefully, it'll be, if nothing else, it'll be refresh your memory as to why you do these things and why they're important to your organizations. Back in a minute with Theo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated, and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back in the studio with Eric Davidson from Event Insure. Eric, let's walk through an insurance 101 for uh, events and festivals. So the starting block would be the general liability. Um, commercial general liability is the actual name of it. And that is, that's, that's the, usually what you see on contracts requested from the city. Um, and that basically insures you for third party bodily injury or property damage. That's going to be the slip and falls. That's going to be damage to a building, things like that. Um, and that's really all it's going to cover. There are some sub limits in there, but what you're mainly worried about is if someone trips over a, uh, a power cord or slips on the entrance walkway or things like that. On top of that, then there's going to be the liquor liability. That all depends whether or not you are selling liquor or not. And that's going to be built into it along with the property coverage. If you have tents, if you have lighting um, and that you own it. And that's the key point is that you own it. It's similar to people saying, hey, can I, you know, insure that person's building? Well, no, you don't have any insurable interest in it. Yeah, it's it's or can I insure your vehicle? No, it's not under my name. It's under your name. 
So that would be a portion of that commercial package. So the general liability, the liquor liability in there, and then the property coverage. Additional to that, you'd be looking at uh, directors and officers. This is originally, it was, uh, it was more seen for companies that have board of directors um, or decision makers that oversaw a company. And it's broken down into either profit or non-profit. So depending on what, what, what your setup is. But the more important portion to this policy um, and what we actually see most claims come through as is the employment practices liability. And it's really big right now with the, uh, the Me Too movement, um, wrongful dismissal, employment harassment, things like that. So this, this policy is, I would say it's a must for every single company. It doesn't matter if you have a board of directors or not. You get commercial general liability, you need to get directors and officers. Even if a contract for the city or a park or what have you, wherever you're hosting it, doesn't require it, I would still recommend it highly. And then on top of that, there's always additional coverages like uh, event cancellation, adverse weather, uh, things like that. Again, is a whole different beast in itself. But the main ones that you want to think of is the commercial general liability, liquor liability, whether or not you are selling, and the directors and officers. Um, so those are the three most important. Yes. Yeah. Now we're going to get into separate. We'll do a separate episode for liquor liability. Yeah. We'll do a separate episode for directors and um, directors and officers. And officers. Yeah. Uh, where in 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 those three, where do you cover your volunteers who are working for you or who are uh, an, an arm's length or yeah part of your organization that you want to make sure what they do is covered and if something happens to them, they're covered. Yeah. So that would be under the commercial general liability. So the general liability will cover all the the um, owners of the company, all the employees, all the volunteers, um, and the actions that they do. So if they injure someone who are who is there, or they damage the building that you are renting out, then their actions are covered under the company name, um, or whoever is hosting it, as long as it's under the direction of that company. If you again looking at the policy worries depending on what company you're with most uh, most of them will clearly say volunteers you want to take a look at your policy and it'll say who is insured and who is not insured and it's very clear in there and i know sometimes it may seem like it's a different language yeah um but most companies will they're supposed to clearly state it again if it if you don't know ask your broker um or even contact the insurance company directly depending on who you're with but most often the volunteers employees owners of the company are all under the company name and that's insured through the commercial general liability and you're right the policies are sometimes difficult to read and but to your point it's important that you sit down and you take the time whether you're a senior level uh, executive in the organization or you you have a lawyer on your board yeah it's worth reading those and and making sure that you understand each of the clauses and everything else because if something's not in there and something happens that's not the time to go back and <laughs> that's right and yeah fight about it, right I no mean. absolutely and it, it like i said every company is a little bit different they don't have the general wording across the country for every single insurance company um so if you're with you know abc insurance company and then you move to xyz insurance company the wordings are going to be slightly different so you want to go through it and it, it it may seem like i said like a different language um and a lot of it is you know so-and-so is insured here and after except for this bing bang boom refer to you know part c exactly so um and and i'll even admit 
when going through it, sometimes I have to read it a few times to fully understand what they're trying to say. Um, and I can only, I can only imagine someone who doesn't see it every day, but no, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things you want to sit down with your broker. If they don't have the answer, then they should be able to find it somewhere, whether it's someone in someone else in their office or even contacting the insurance company themselves. If the insurance company themselves cannot answer it, then it needs to be clarified. Uh, and to your point, before something happens. And I think that's the importance of that once a year meeting with your insurance yeah. person, whether it's a broker or yeah. uh, a standalone company, is just to review the past year, what happened, what instances, yeah. Yeah. what you might be liable for. And, Absolutely. And a lot of times your event has wrapped up six months down the road, something might pop up that yeah. you weren't quite expecting, but that's right. you still need the coverage. That's right. And a lot of people, when you meet with them, they, they're, they're very myopic in saying, okay, what's the premium? What, what, did it go up? Did it go down? What am I paying next year? Well, if the premium goes up, there's probably a really good reason as to it, whether it's claims or not, but maybe you, maybe you, your event grew. Maybe there's more revenue. Maybe the exposure is bigger. But a lot of people just think at the premium, um, and we're trying to push to don't don't only just look at the premium. Look at other factors that are affecting your uh, risk and your exposure, because that's where you really want to focus and try and mitigate those risks. Like I said, the insurance policy is a very small piece of the pie. You got to look at everything else that's surrounding it. Who are your employees? Are they trained? Um, who's who's leading the ship really? Do they have experience, um, or is this a first time first time event that's going on? You want to take you want to sit down with your broker, like you said, every year. Make make take a look, quick look. It doesn't even have to be a day long event. Um, just take a look at the policy, go through it real quick. Make sure that both the event and the broker understand what's going on, and and at that way, the broker can clearly tell the insurance company what this event is actually doing. Because if the broker doesn't pass on that ev- or that information correctly, then they're going to be rated incorrectly. So your general liability—that's the the insurance that if you're hosting uh, your event on city property, they want to yep. make sure that you have a general liability. What what's the running totals these days? Two, five million. Normally it's two and five. Um, occasionally we'll see up to ten. If you are doing the ten million, it is sometimes more financially beneficial to do two million plus uh an umbrella policy um, especially if you have also a fleet of vehicles that are owned by the company um, because then that umbrella will cover both um, it'll go over similar to the name an umbrella um, and usually that rate is slightly lower now again comes down to deductibles and if it kicks in twice or doesn't kick in but most often two million is what the an average building will ask for. Five million, I believe, is what a municipality will ask for. Ten million is sometimes overkill, but at the same time, it depends on how big your uh, big your event is. If you're having a million people come through, then ten million might be worth it. Um, but if you're if if you're only having twenty thousand, then two million is probably more than enough. And is there anything that the events can do to mitigate their risk or to reduce their premiums um, for some of these products? Yeah. The big thing is, are you getting your vendors to get their own insurance? Um, if you're, if you have a hundred vendors come through and you're not requesting insurance from them, then your insurance is going to be picking up their operations. Um, and that's why we always say, whatever limit you carry. So, say you carry five million limit through the city, request your vendors to carry the same limit. Don't just say, oh, provide me with a certificate showing a million dollars. Ask them to match it, 
again, vendor insurance is really cheap. A lot of, there are a lot of options out there for them to get the insurance and show it to you and it matches and checks off all your boxes, your premium should go down. If you tell the insurance company, nope, we don't ask for it, then they're going to say, well, okay, we're also picking up yours plus a hundred others. So of course your premium is going to be higher. Um, other things is making sure you have, like I said, uh, experienced people working. You don't just have uh, Jim and Bob off the street handling money and serving alcohol. There are little things like that. And again, it's the broker passing that information on to the insurance company. So does that really get into your, your like, I guess not your bylaws, but your policies and procedures? Is that yeah. something you as an insurance company come in and you want to check and see what what is on the record and, and what does this organization do? Are yeah. they, are they protecting themselves? Yeah. It's, it's again, it's the insurance companies aren't, they don't often say, Hey, we need to see your bylaws. Um, again, with a directors and officers policy, they would, they want to check, they want to check that your hiring and firing practices are done properly. But the whole risk management strategy is more so behind the scenes. The insurance company just wants to know, okay, what are the chances of a claim coming through? But the whole risk management strategy is the other half, or I guess 90% of the pie, which is going to make it so that you never have to use that policy. Now, passing that information on to the insurance company, whether you're using, um, trying to think of an example here, like, do you tape down the cords, you know, so people don't trip over it? That's a pretty simple one. Almost everyone does it. But telling that type of thing to the insurance company, they're not saying, okay, they have good risk management strategies. They're saying they have experience, they know what they're doing. All right, okay, we'll be a little more aggressive on the rate. Now, if they say, oh no, we just plug everything in and we have cables hanging from the ceiling, then they're gonna go, who are these guys? (laughs) And then they're gonna say, well, maybe we don't wanna have them on our books. So we're not gonna be too aggressive to beat the current premium. Um, and that's, that's really what it comes down to is how aggressive are the insurance companies to get your business. And that's where your broker has to portray you as the best in the industry. Eric Davidson's in our studio today from Event Insure, and we're talking general liability insurance. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about risk management. View on the air continues after this. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now. Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Eric Davidson is with us today in the studio with Event Insure. Um, Eric, this year at our conference, we held the risk management course, and um, Event Insure was a big part of that. And I know Peter Ashwin was really impressed with your company and and how you stood behind that risk management policy and stuff. Can you tell us about the importance of that risk management Yeah, element? absolutely. The, the risk management, um, earlier I said that the, the insurance policies are just a small portion of the pie. The risk management is more or less the behind-the-scenes stuff that the company enforces, um, whether their employees, their volunteers follow, so that it minimizes or mitigates the chance of a, of a risk actually happening. Um, that can also be translated back to the insurance companies to bring down your premium. 
the risk management, you always want to find the easiest way that we uh, in our office is we take a look at the balance sheets and we say, where, where are you guys leaking here? And, you know, is it is it uh, wrongful dismissal paying out that way? Is it small frivolous theft claims, you know, cash going missing from employees taking it from the till? Uh, things like that where you may not it may not be big enough to put a claim through and not warrant a claim but you're losing money somewhere and at that point that's where the premiums yes we can bring those down if we if we really have to you know nitpick and shop it around but it's all these other ones you know a thousand dollars here and five hundred dollars here it all adds up um so that's where the risk management comes into place making sure you have whether it is security cameras or other uh, third-party security companies coming in that are trained and making sure that people aren't stealing from you these are the little things that that do add up and insurance companies love it because they know the chance of you actually putting through a claim is even lower now so it's those are the those are the things that we help with um and it all depends on how cooperative the client is do they want to go deep into the you know a full risk management strategy absolutely i'll I'll sit down all day with you and go through one um but some company or some some events just say, you know, give me give me a premium. What's your best premium? I just want to get two million liability coverage. Okay. And and Peter Ashen at the conference, he was talking about risk management is more than just guns and knives and falls. And I yeah. mean, it's it's your whole business plan. It's your it's your system backups, yeah. your weather interruptions. It, yeah. It's the whole package of yeah. sitting down and really analyzing what could go wrong and if something went wrong what are we going to do about it and how are we going to protect ourselves absolutely and there's there's extremes to everything you know on one end uh if if you feel there's a potential of a terrorist attack or weapons or guns then you know that might be one extreme on the other extreme you might be worried about servers or cashiers taking money off the top and how are you going to control that like I, i also work with another company that does um they provide cash counting uh machines to two festivals and events um specifically so say they have a hundred dollars in the till to start as soon as they reach a certain amount you see this in um like box stores a lot where the supervisor comes by and brings down the float a little bit um and that money goes into a vault right on the spot brinks comes by a couple hours and picks up the money so at that point not only is the chance of someone reaching over and grabbing the money lower but the chance of the employee not being tempted to, you know, well, I'll take 20 bucks here, you know, five bucks here and so on and so forth. Cause at the end of the day, all the money has to add up and that's what this counter does. So they're actually based out of Mississauga and, um, and the company is actually called cash tech currency and they provide these two all different sizes, um, of, of events, whether it's, you know, small event or a large event, and that's one very simple way of making sure people don't steal money because at the end of the day, they're going to know if money's missing. Well, and, and the other thing with the risk management is you guys really took a step up with Aventure and, and people taking the course, you offered a discount on yep. their policies. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. So right now with K&K, who's also a festivals and event member, they've agreed that if you took the course, I believe it was a 10% off the rate um, of your general liability rate automatically whether you're with them or with or not with them right now and then if you are a member of festivals and events and did not take the course you would automatically get 10 percent savings because you are a member so potentially you could get 10 percent 
and overall premium and 10% off your rate if you took the course. So it's it adds up quick. And and who should our members get in touch with about if they want more information about that? So they can talk to they can either call myself at Aventure. I believe all my information's on the um, on the FIA website, or my partner in this program is Peter Locke. He's uh, he also whether whether or not you call myself or him, we work together on pretty much every single event, um, and that way we can get back to you quick, uh, whether it's for a vendor or the actual event itself. But more so, just go to the website, call us. If you have a question, we'd rather you ask than just assume because that's usually when the issues happen. And and we're happy at FIO to announce that we've got two more, well, probably a lot more than two more, but we've got more opportunities coming to take that risk management course uh, with our um, masterclass series that we're going to travel around the province. Uh, we're going to offer risk management. We've also got funding from the government uh, in Celebrate Ontario for a grant to create a risk management tool, an online tool, much like your uh, boater's license for those that have gone through the process where you have to... Uh, watch each of the segments. Uh, there's a test on each segment, and you come through the the course with a, a, a basics of a good risk management program for mm-hmm. your organization. So I yep. mean, these are all things that help with your insurance and Absolutely. making sure that you're Absolutely. you're protected. The risk management plan doesn't have to be, you know, a hundred page. Like I, I actually brought one here, and it's you know probably six seven hundred pages here but this is on the high end this is this is something that a company that's been around for years and years and years has produced over probably 10 years now you don't need to have something this big it could be very simple hiring firing that type of thing um what people got to do what's their duties what's not their duties it's very simple so it doesn't have to be extravagant by any means Eric Davidson joined us today from Aventure. Eric, thanks very much for stopping by my pleasure on our next episode we're going to talk about uh, liquor liability Get your drinks ready. We're, we're about to, to explore yeah. the liquor liabilities. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any information or uh, events you'd like to talk about, subjects you'd like uh, covered on FIO on the air, get in touch with us. We're happy to help out. Uh, we're here to help you with your event planning to make sure that you're a success as you move forward. That's it for today's episode of FIO on the air. I'm Dave McNeil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to FIO on the air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.